Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. really shaken up by the fact about a year ago it struck me in first thessalonians how he talks about us the church as those who eagerly await the return of jesus i don't eagerly anticipate the return of jesus really i'm glad it's good news but i'm not like i can, i don't think i would say i eagerly anticipate it can you honestly say you eagerly anticipate the return of jesus Most Christians look forward to it with some level of excitement. But as Pastor David will admit in today's message, most of us aren't sitting on the edge of our seat in eager anticipation. What kind of shift would happen in our lives if that was our posture? Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 20, as he begins his message, Hope That Does Not Disappoint. Acts chapter 20, verse 22, we read these words from Paul. He said, Now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the details of what's going to happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city that chains and trials await me there. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy." And the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the good news of the grace of God. Where we're picking up today, Paul was preparing to go to guaranteed suffering and probably death. Right? He knew I am walking into suffering. I mean, and let's try to take off the Bible story filter here. Just hear what he was saying, right? What if, what if one of us, you know, what if you heard Erica walk up to you tomorrow and tell you this? I'm going to Afghanistan, bound in the spirit, not knowing what awaits me there, except that the spirit tells me everywhere I go that I'm going to suffer, but I've got to go. None of it moves me. I can't count my life dear to myself because I have to finish my race with joy. What was his hope what was underneath that what would it take for you to say that lately jesus has been reminding me of some foundational things one of the things i 
was really shaken up by the fact about a year ago it struck me in First Thessalonians how he talks about us, the church, as those who eagerly await the return of Jesus. I don't eagerly anticipate the return of Jesus, really. I'm glad. It's good news, but I'm not like, I, can, I don't think I would say I eagerly anticipate it. I've been reading a book called All Things New. I just finished it like two days ago. I highly recommend it. But just realizing how thin my own hope has been. Look with me, if you even need to pull it up, the familiar verse, John 3.16, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Keep in mind, this is Jesus said that. He's talking in the third person about himself. It's kind of an interesting. Your father loves you so much that he gave me, he says, as a sacrifice. So that if you believe in me, Jesus says, you will have eternal life. You will not die but have eternal life. So why did Jesus come to earth? Why does he say he came to earth? To save us so that we would not die but have eternal life. How often do we think about that, though? Like, how often this week have I thought about eternal life? What does that mean? What do you think actually happens when you die? We're grateful for the, like, get out of hell free card. But beyond that, I I find that a lot of times my gospel that I believe myself deteriorates into Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. That was really nice. I'm going to try to be nice too. And, and that becomes, right, I'm going to be really nice to the people around me because Jesus is nice. And that's what it becomes. And we've been missing it. We've been missing what he actually said. The promise that he gave us is not that he would help us be better, primarily. Or that not even just that he loves us now. He says... If his love only affected these 90 years, right? If, if I make it to 95, I'm 26. If I've, if I've got 70 years ahead of me, if his love only affected those 70 years, he says it's not worth it to follow him. 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says, If in this life only I have hope in Christ, we're of all people the most pitiable. Go party. Just indulge. If this is all we have, if I've only got 95 years, right? Assuming I don't get hit by a bus or taken out by COVID or something else, right? I mean, deliberately, those are uncomfortable things to talk about. But assuming I don't get hit by a bus when I leave here, my car doesn't crash, I don't get sick, I don't, right? A million things don't happen. Assuming all of that, I might have 70 years left. If this is all, if, if in this life only I have hope in Christ, this makes no sense. According to the Bible, according to your creator. So what do we actually hope in? Romans chapter eight. I'm going to read it in a, in a paraphrase translation. One of the ones that, that puts it in more modern language to try to help us read this with fresh eyes. He says, Paul in another place was writing, I'm convinced that any suffering we endure right now will not be worth comparing 
to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Because against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, the universe longs for freedom from its slavery to decay, to experience with us the wonderful freedom that is coming to us as God's children. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation, the earthquakes and the hurricanes and the things falling apart that are like as if the universe was in the contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation. We, who have already experienced the first fruits of God's Spirit inside of us, also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, even our physical bodies being transformed. This is the hope of our salvation. In this hope we were saved. Because, but hope means that we must trust and wait for something that's still unseen. Right? Why would we need to hope for something we already have? Because our hope is on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for it until it's fulfilled. First point, first thing I want to highlight for us today is that the promise Jesus gives us is that he is restoring everything. That's what he told us to look forward to. Over and over, if you read, go back and take a fresh look at the Gospels, he's saying, I'm coming soon. I'm coming back quickly. I'm going to restore the kingdom. He was and, he, and constantly using references to the Old Testament prophecies that spoke all about the new restoration, this creation being made new. He told us in Luke 12, 40 to be ready because he's coming back at an hour we don't expect. joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in Acts when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. 
give us a call at 305 531 2730. When you call, please let us know if we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305 531 2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more, right here on Main Thing Radio.